You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 250. What? 250? Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Real quick, Marisa here wanting to invite you, if you're listening to this today, we are, well, I'm hosting the Sell a Piece of Art This Week Challenge. For the fourth time, we are starting on Monday, September 13th. Just go to sellmyartthisweek.com to join us. Don't miss the opportunity to coach with me in the after party and upgrade to the VIP experience where you can also get all the replays to all the everything, the coaching, the Q&A, the challenge videos as well. You'll have unlimited access to those. And, and yeah, the after party that we're having Monday through Friday of the challenge, we get to really dive deep together and spend the week together. So this is very much a huge part of, and you'll hear in this episode, this is a huge part of the inspiration that is built from my passion to support you as artists and just help you build your own independent business, sell your work directly to your collectors. Everything I share with you today is why I'm so, why I'm here as a business owner, as an artist all these years later, and also why I'm so uh, just fired up about supporting you in establishing your independence and really feeling empowered in the business that you are creating and connecting with those incredible collectors one-to-one. There's nothing better. And so this is really where the idea for this challenge was born. Let's not mess around. Let's not talk around it. Let's not wax on romantically about the creative life. Let's get together and enjoy it and have fun and sell some work. Hello. Yes, that's what we're here for. So join me for sellmyartthisweek.com. I'll see you Monday and enjoy today's episode. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Buckle up. Get ready. Marisa. Welcome to the 250th episode of the Creative Thursday podcast. Woohoo! I'll take a moment, take a moment to celebrate that. And uh, there we go. All right, moving right into today's topic, which I intend to be short and sweet. And this episode is titled, I Don't Want to Do Reels. <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. Buckle up your seatbelt, friends. So what does this mean when I say I don't want to do reels? Well, it's an attitude that I'm starting to see come up on uh, Instagram um, for many different artists 
uh, artists, well, I say industries, and I've seen it in the art industry too, which is pretty amazing to me because I think making reels is incredibly creative. And why do I want to talk to you about this today? Certainly, there is a bigger picture, a bigger, a bigger story here. So let me start with a story for you. I joined Instagram. Well, you know, you know the story or maybe you're brand new to me. I started podcasting in 2006. I started a blog to have a place to talk about the podcast. I was never going to be a blogger. I'm not a journaler, not a writer. No, not my favorite. But fine, I reluctantly started a blog. It grew. It ended up being one of my favorite creative expressions. It led to a book. It led to connecting with so many of you who I still have the opportunity to connect with today. And then along came Twitter. Yes, I was on MySpace for a short period of time. I was there too. Along came Twitter. Uh, Being an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur in the online space before I ever started a blog, podcast, or thought I could pursue my art, I was already conditioned to adopting new technology quickly. I've just always been that person. Uh, Also, because I started my career in the tech space, really, I say when the internet was just getting started, like we were working with a catalog to bring their catalog on CD-ROM. We didn't even have the internet the way that we have it now. And I could care less if that dates me. (laughs) So I'm so proud of the path that I've had. Well, I've really had the opportunity to be on. It's the coolest thing. And it cues me up for a lot of uh, wisdom and insight that I get to really put into use today. However, there is one part of this story where I did not follow that wisdom. And I am sharing this with you today to maybe save you from that same experience because it kind of cost me a lot of years and a lot of money and a lot of stress. So when these platforms came out, I joined Twitter. I think it was 2009 and, you know, then we were, we're like, ah, Twitter's cool. It's kind of like being at the water cooler. We all had used to have our browser window open and we would kind of chat back and forth. I also sold art. I, I reached out to a Hollywood director and, and did a commission for them. Like there was so much happening on at that time, what was a very fun platform for me, but we had no place to share our visuals And that's when a little app came along called Instagram. And it used to connect with Twitter. And the first time I saw it were bloggers who were like, hey, we're on Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter. Certainly we have our blog. But now we can share these Instagram. They looked like Polaroids. We could share photos into our Twitter feed right through this app. And we were all like, what? (laughs) This is amazing. This is what we've been missing. So now we have Instagram. I guarantee if you go back to my blog, blog blog.creativethursday.com and you scroll, you'll find all the posts where I'm like, Twitter, I love you. Instagram, you've stolen my heart. (laughs) I just, I didn't know what to do, how to split my energy and time from my blog. That was really my baby that I had grown over the years prior but I really want to try these new platforms. We were all connecting there and it was super cool. And yes, Facebook was happening at this time. You can also go back and see that 
I was never a fan, really a big fan. I was confused by that platform, but I was always a fan of Instagram and I really enjoyed it. And certainly it's a great platform for artists because it, in essence, gives you a quick snapshot if you're of your work, like a portfolio, if you're using it correctly. Like if you're using it, I don't want to say correctly, maybe thoughtfully and strategically when it comes to growing your business, that's what it will look like. And I, I just, I was on in 2010. I was growing, I was having fun. And this was when, before we went to Paris and everything exploded for me when we went to live in Paris, because come on, I mean, who doesn't want to see photos of Paris? I was blogging, Sean was making videos while we were living there. I was Instagramming. You can go all the way back. I think I've maybe ever deleted like two posts on my Instagram. They're all there. I like to keep it as a record for myself. I still feel pretty proud of it because I, you know, I still feel proud of it because I knew what I was doing in terms of curating from the blogging space. So there's no post on there that I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't posted that. But I certainly got better over the years. And then I reached a point where the message was, I'm trying to think if this is before or after there was an algorithm. Well, Facebook bought Instagram first and foremost, and that certainly created a change. And the message from my peers and, and people in our space, and I wasn't taking the time to invest in my learning. So I was just kind of picking up bits and pieces, you know, how we do like, oh yeah, I'll figure this out. I was here first. I got it. I got this. The message was to be posting three times a day. And I thought, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like I, I used to feel overloaded just keeping a blog a couple times a week, let alone posting three times a day on Instagram. But as it turns out, that was actually a pretty wise decision at the time. And then there were other moments where it was all about the videos that you posted. And so I, I knew artists that would post time-lapse of their work often and they would, you know, they just blew up. And there've always been these moments where Instagram shifts. It's always been a platform. You know this, right? You know, nothing's like totally for free. I mean, it is, but somewhere along the lines, and I say this unapologetically, like we're all businesses. We're all here to make profit. We all need to make revenue to live on the planet in the way that we do. And so somewhere somebody's going to want to make an income from the work that they're putting out there. With that said, there was a huge span of time and still to this day, it's a free platform for you to be able to get yourself out in the world. And that's pretty powerful. It's really powerful. Sometimes I think we forget that this didn't used to exist and your way of connecting people was way more work. It was going to art shows all the time in just your area, not all over the world. It's incredible, okay? Let's just take a moment to realize how incredible the online space is. And simultaneously, as is often the case as humans, when we get used to something and it changes, we get a little salty. And I was certainly being salty, like, well, I've kind of established myself now and I don't know that I'm gonna invest this much time in Instagram. 
Now, I always wisely kept a regular email. Thank goodness. I'm like, thank goodness I say that. I kept a regular email list is what I'm saying. But I missed this entire window of growing my Instagram which I could have done if I had put the energy in because artists, hello, we have a huge advantage in these platforms. We have so many gifts that we get to bring to what we share that feel relatively easy for us that are unique and beautiful and captivating. I mean, oh my goodness, like the world is your oyster if you put the energy into it. And so it was a very hard lesson I learned when the algorithm changed and I hadn't grown in front of this audience. And I had so many peers I came up with and friends that had grown immensely. And I was like, well, I hope you have an email list because (laughs) I already know that this landscape can change. Well, and it certainly has. Many, many different iterations later, we are at a new one. And, you know, the truth is barely anyone will see your posts. And this is because Instagram would like to compete with TikTok and they want to focus on video, which TikTok, by the way, I got started there briefly, but there is an opening for you still to be seen and grow very fast there. So if you listen to this episode and you start to pay attention to what I'm saying you can really multi-purpose your videos. The bottom line is that yes, video is becoming the leader. So where does that leave us exactly? Uh, Me having learned that lesson of not growing my Instagram and kind of keeping my business afloat, yes, but missing that whole window because I got a little uppity about it and like, I'm not doing that. That's too much time. Not realizing that shortly thereafter an algorithm would come that would start to bury me because I hadn't put my time in, that it would take years to grow to hundreds of people and followers organically, what used to take no time at all. Um, yeah, that I would invest a lot ultimately in paid advertising to start growing and do so willingly because, you know, part of what all of this has been built for is to help you reach the right people with paid advertising. So there's that. And that's a conversation for another day. You have to do organic work today and likely you may uh, and or will be involved in paid advertising somewhere, whether it's Facebook, Pinterest, Google ads. And what I find so fascinating is that people don't want to put the work in for the organic growth. Like we we lost sight of of just the basics of business again. And also, you know, we kind of took advantage of we became a little entitled with what we were given and just feeling like, well, if I can't make this happen overnight, like these people who actually spent years and lots and lots of posts or videos to grow to where they are, well, then I'm just going to complain about this. I'm just going to complain about this algorithm. And what I'm here to tell you, don't make the same mistake I made. Part of being a business owner and artist in this online space is to be adaptable. Always. What I would say now is I don't care what level of success you're at. 
unless you're like ready to retire and not interested in putting your work out there in the same way or trying to market in the same way, you must always be going along with the changes enough to try them, to make new decisions. But what I don't want seeing is a lot of established artists like myself who may or may not need to make these shifts advising emerging artists that this is ridiculous, like that, that we can't let that happen. If you are emerging, you must adapt to the change. There is no question that you must adapt to it. And let's talk about what that looks like. Okay. Uh, Reels are just really fun videos. You don't always have to put yourself on camera and you don't have to make fun of the people who dance and point. What is this? Why do we have to frown upon people having fun with trends? No, you don't have to do that. And you can. It's actually pretty fun. Making reels is fun. Have you been on TikTok? I'm telling you, I don't go on there because the few times I've been on, I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. It was super fun. People are taking creativity to another level. You don't have to be a professional videographer. The the biggest real viewer I had recently, and I've still barely scratched the surface on this, is, let me see. The biggest view I received was, I think it was up to Yes, 9,000, 9,000 views, 367 views. And I basically held the phone in my hand and was painting in Italy and picked a cool song thanks to Sean's insight. It was not professional. I put it together quickly and I edited it inside of Reels on the train in Italy. So it's special for me in many, in many ways. And no, it did not blow up my following. Um, I don't really have any art currently available, so I couldn't see if it helped me to sell art. I did not have the art that was featured available for purchase, but it puts me in favor with Instagram to show my content more because if you're getting engagement on your reels, on your feed, anywhere, in any capacity, which can also be polarizing engagement, works as well, then Instagram will say, oh, this person has valuable content. We're going to show it more. And this is how the quote unquote game is played. Stop resisting it. It's just a tool and you get to decide if you want to have fun with it. Nobody's asking you to suddenly become like a dancing, um, theatrical, entertainer, videographer, all of the above. But hey, if you have those skills, now's your time to let those babies shine. Like you can do so much with this. It's really fun. My only sadness around this, and I did have that moment of resistance because that part of me is still there sometimes, like that little, you know, salty, snarky side that's like, oh, come on, really? And then I go, oh, yeah, remember you learned the hard way. And I'm like, yes, I did. And I will never make that mistake again. And I'm going to take the time to investigate and find a way to make the changes that happen all the time online fun for me. 
Am I everywhere? No, not yet. But I do pick and choose what works for me. You know, I'm here on the podcast. I've been here almost every week for three years and I love it here. This is clear for me. Um, I would love to see this podcast grow even more. There's so much that I want to do to help the podcast, but I've shown up this entire time. And so that means that my Instagram wasn't as much of my focus. My email is always my focus every week as well. And my, um, I'm getting more support again. I'm really excited about this so that I can start taking time and making some fun reels for you. I'm like really excited about this. And I love that I've shifted to be someone to have this attitude and to never feel like, oh, I'm so established now. I just don't have to. Or to just have this attitude of like, I don't wanna and be angry and frustrated because the things that I did earlier that helped me grow just now no longer work in the same way. I get it. I do. It was like, whoa, I've spent 11 years on this platform and I can barely get up to a hundred people to see a post. Yeah, that's, that's rather challenging for free, mind you, organic. If I choose to put that post with a very Um, specific paid strategy, that's going to look very different, right? So there are many ways that you can approach this. Either you learn to, you learn about paid advertising and have it all go faster. You're still going to have to put the time in. Your paid strategies become successful because you're, you know what works organically and, and, or you're always testing, you're always trying So before you throw in the towel and want to complain or say, I don't want to do reels, it feels like toddlers. Sometimes we're all toddlers. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to make videos. It's going to be more work. And sometimes it is. It is. I'm not going to lie. Some people really put some work into those videos. But you don't have to to be successful, meaning, you know, you want to be professional and and do quality work, but at the same time, you can do very fun things very quickly is what I'm saying. But we have to put our inner toddler aside and then, well, bring the part of the toddler that embraces it and wants to have fun and, and see what happens and be willing to experiment instead of, you know, throw in the towel. Because that really cost me a lot. That was a big mistake on my part to have that attitude. So uh, I always appreciate you listening, trusting the insight that I share. Uh, Take it from me. That's not a mistake you want to make. It can cost you years, time, uh, time, money, uh, stress. And then you just keep digging in your heels and you're just even more of a sour, sour grape. And it's not fun. It's not inspiring. You know, life is about adaptability and change happens whether we like it or not. So what do you want to choose? Do you want to choose to have more fun with this or do you want to choose to put your head in the sand or to complain about it or to shame the people that are having fun with it um, and be judgmental about trends that have happened? That's just disappointing to see, honestly. Um, this whole 
attitude of like, we can't dance, <laughs> you know, dancing's pretty fun and you don't have to do it well to make a very fun reel as well. I'm not a great lip syncer, although I will tell you there are, you know, part of when you learn how to use reels, you can slow the music down so that you can lip sync and then speed it up. I didn't know that. So if you go back and see some of my lip syncing, it's not good. Also, be willing to do things bad sometimes. Be willing to do something that's silly and and fun. You can't always delete it, but I really challenge myself to keep what I create up because I feel like it's part of my story. It's part of my evolution. It's part of me trying things. The very first reel I did is up and it's, I had no idea what it was. And Sean and I are just singing in the kitchen and I love it. I think it got barely any views. The very first TikTok I did is also there. And, you know, the goal is if you're making these kinds of videos, just a quick tip for you is that you can multi-purpose them. So my one teaching point well, I, my, my couple teaching points for you today are one, access the fun part of your inner toddler, not the salty whiny part. <laughs> Two, be adaptable to change if you're an online business owner. Three, decide what kind of attitude you're going to have and, you know, be willing to infuse your creativity into new ventures something really special and cool could happen as well four just be inspiring you know if you are a voice and you are someone out there who is leading people um, just you know be inspiring uh be aware of what you are sharing for someone who may not be as established as you. And for you who are just starting, be aware when you're taking guidance and advice from someone who's more established. Um, I have to be aware of this too. I'm not exactly where you are. I remember and I make notes and I have record, like I said, of early blog posts and podcasts and all those things, but I, I'm not exactly where you are. I'm certainly thinking of you when I'm mentoring and teaching 100%, but sometimes I think that we are still getting too caught up in following the lead of very established leaders when the landscape has changed. And I believe very good mentors and leaders are going to be willing to try and explore and get in there in the newness of things just as much as someone who is new at it, if only also to stay fresh and to be aware of what it's taking to build something. Um, and if not, you know, then just be really clear and honest about here's what worked for me. The landscape looks very different now. And um, I'm going to share with you foundational things, but I'm not going to be able to talk to you about how to do social media now in real time or um, paid advertising or, you know, how to build an online shop that wasn't on Etsy in the heyday you know, just be really transparent about what you can offer. But I really encourage that we as mentors get in there and try new things. And especially if we're helping emerging artists begin, you know, begin on this journey. There's a lot to keep track of friends. And I'm here to support you, help you. I have 
so many ideas for the podcast, for reels, and I'm just chomping at the bit for new artwork. I'm just chomping at the bit to be able to share that with you. And I'm growing and uh, it's it's been some hard lessons learned, but it's really cool to be here now on the other side and say, great, you don't have to make that mistake again. So we're all in, we're having fun, and I'll see you or I'll chat with you again next week. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, and wait, yes, when is this podcast going up? You could still jump in and see the replays of at sellmyartthisweek.com. Come and join us. Get on the wait list to join us in the Expansive Artists. A huge part of what we do in the ongoing community with the Expansive Artists is stay up to date on this because it changes so quickly. If I don't have the expertise to share with you, I will find someone who does and bring in a guest speaker. And there's a lot to keep track of. And I, one of the reasons I love having a a membership where you can stay month after month after month or join us for a year is that you're always staying in the loop. It's one of the reasons I honestly love being part of the memberships that I'm in for the same I mean, I get to stay up to date as well because I can't be in all the places all the time. So this to me is just part of what we want to be doing in terms of growing our business, just having these kinds of investments with the right mentors who are guiding us on whatever journey it is that we're on. It's, it's still so cool that we even have access to that. And uh, it's so cool that you have access to someone like me who has learned over many years and many iterations of this online space and who has a bit of vision when it comes to where things are going and can have help you have all of this happen so much faster and with a lot less stress and potential Uh, I'm not really one that uses the word regret, uh, but you might see it that way. You know, there were just some missed opportunities, but I always say it's perfectly, I'm perfectly on track because I would not have come back to teaching if it weren't for those pain points, coaching especially. I would not be growing as much as I am today if it wasn't for wanting to show up better for you here. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate you listening and I'll see you in sellmyartthisweek.com and join the wait list at the expansive artists at creativethursday.com. Have a great creative week. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell 
to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art, all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.